Welcome to the Man on Fire Rising podcast with David Mailer. If you're looking to grow and become the man and king you were born to be, you're in the right place. Each week, David will provide men with tools, tips, and strategies for their business, relationship, body, heart, and mindset. Get ready to rise into your passion, power, and purpose, and live your life to its full potential. Now, let's dive in. All right. What is up, everybody? It is your Man on Fire mentor, David Mailer, and I'm excited to be with you guys today. Thank you for joining me, and we have a very important topic to discuss today, and it is how to be a better man, right? I think it was a Pearl Jam song. Can't find a better man. You don't want me singing. It's not, it's not my greatest gift, but I do have joy when I do it. I do have passion when I do it, and I have more of an ACDC type of voice, but how is it that we as men can become a better man? And one thing that I think it's important for us to look at is that many of us have fallen into an unconscious trap of living into a life of complacency. Many of us as men have fallen into the hypnotic state of neutrality, of okayness, of blandness, of ordinariness. And we have forgotten right? Like the way we were when we were a little kid and we could dream so big and I'm going to go to the moon and I'm going to be a cowboy or I'm going to be an Indian. I'm going to be a fireman. I'm going to be an astronaut. Whatever it is, we stopped dreaming and little by little by little by little, the world conformed us into this tiny little ball called mediocrity. And now we're average where the best of the worst meet the best, the worst of the best of the worst meet the worst of the best. And that's nowhere to be, right? We all know that the totem pole is most crowded on the bottom. So becoming a better man, first and foremost, is waking up from your hypnotic state where you have allowed yourself, those around you from perhaps your parents or friends, your religion, your culture, whatever it is that have put a ceiling on what's possible for you. And then the thing to look at as a man is who am I hanging out with? What is the languaging that I'm surrounding myself with? What is the currency, the energetics, the vibration, the tone, the consciousness around those that I'm hanging out with? And are they there to push me and to support me in up-leveling and into growing as a man? Or is the environment that I've submerged myself in or fallen into the hypnotic state of is that what's keeping me in this place of comfortableness, this place of mediocrity, this place of blandness, ordinariness? And you guys all know this. We all could finish the sentence. Comfort is the enemy of growth. We all know that. So part of being a better man is first recognizing that you weren't born for average. You weren't born for ordinary. You weren't born for complacency. So you must wake up out of your hypnotic state. And then you must start to develop your own personal hunger to want to grow. And naturally, a great way to do that is to surround yourself in environments, in cultures that are going to push you and stretch you and challenge you to bring out the best in you. This is exactly what the essence is of Man on Fire, regardless of which programs you come to of ours. We have so many different entry points. Now, another thing to consider 
for those of you that truly want to become a better man, I say become because it's your beingness, right? Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. Be it. So it's your becoming. For those of you that want to become a better man, it's, it's important that we can start to pay attention to, well, how did I fall into this place where I'm not really being the most congruent version of me? How am I not living into the full alignment of who my creator intended me to be? How did I get out of sync with the signature that I signed on for, this agreement of my soul and God? How did I get so far off center? And so this is not blame. This is not fault, guys. This is conscious awareness. It's your deep inquiry to want to understand some of the invisible forces and patterns that have shaped who you're showing up as today, which most likely is not really the most expressed and full version of who you are. So many of us, like myself, for example, I didn't have uh, the masculine in my household modeled for me in a way that I was able to copy it. My dad did not have a good relationship with my mom. Um, he loved me very much. She loved me very much. And they didn't know how to love each other. I grew up around physical violence. I grew up around verbal attacks and physical attacks from my father towards my mother. I grew up where my father left my home when I was 13. And that's when I'm developing my testosterone. That's when I'm, you know, starting to become a man and I'm, I'm needing a role model in my life. And I didn't have that strong, masculine father figure in my home to support me in that way. Many of you might have grown up without a dad. Many of you might have grown up with where your mom was more the masculine in the family and your dad was more passive and more in his feminine energy. Not to make that right or wrong, but if it's out of alignment with, with each of their core nature, then you don't you didn't have a role model. Maybe many of you grew up where you had a lot of sisters in your household. So you had a strong feminine essence and it developed a beautiful part of you, that feeling part of you, that sensitive part of you, which we need. But many of you might have been robbed or cheated out of really having uh, an amazing masculine role model in your household. And so many of us then fall into that trap of wanting to get the approval of the feminine, right? From your mom all the way through school when you had most of your teachers were female and you're constantly looking for the feminine approval. Next thing you know, you fell into the trap of maybe being a pleaser or a yes guy and you got so far away from being the real you. Or maybe some of you had a violent father. You know, maybe he came from the military. Maybe he was, um, you know, drinking all the time or not present because he was working his ass off or didn't feel the same success at home that he did on the road when he was working. So maybe you didn't have your dad around the house but you had your mom around the house. So many of us, you know, the journey of becoming a better man is first just recognizing, well, what did I grow up in? And just having compassion and having empathy for yourself and not judging, not blaming, not shaming, you know, and learning to just like love yourself and forgive yourself and, and understand that uh, it was the way it was. And if you want to have a different life, now you have conscious choice. You have the ability to reach out and ask for support and start to live into a deeper level of congruence and start to become a better man, start to become a better man. And I can share with you, for me personally, my own experience, is one of the greatest ways to do that is to put yourself in cultures that are uh, coming from a very high level, that are, are truly uh, coming from a place of wanting the best for you, wanting your heart to uh, ex be more expressed in the world, wanting to remind you of your greatness and push you and stretch you and challenge you into new highs 
and new breakthroughs and for every new ceiling that you bust to and you land on a new floor, continue to support you in moving forward in your life and making progress and making progress and growing as a man and evolving as a man. And why? Why? Why do we want that? Is it, is it so we can get out of pain? Is it so that we'll finally feel like we're enough? No. It's to fulfill our contract of why we came here to begin with. We all have a deep purpose. We all have a deep mission as a man. We all came here to live with a higher coherence and alignment with our true soul's nature, honoring our agreement that we have with our creator. We're all here for that reason, to become more conscious, more awake. And why? Why do we want that? So we can be of greater contribution to others, right? You think of a candle. It's not designed to only light itself. The candle's job is to illuminate the path for others. The lighthouse's job is to illuminate the sea and help the lost ships come back that have lost their way. This is what we are all here to do as a man, is to come home to the portal of remembrance that we are the lighthouse. We are here to come home to the remembrance of who we truly are. And we are nothing more than the lighthouse. We are the light. We are pure consciousness. We are pure awareness. And we've gotten caught up in a sea of thoughts and so far away from the core essence of who God intended us to be. And now we're searching for so many things outside of ourselves, for external validations to try to make us feel better. And what ends up happening is we find ourselves in trouble in multiple areas of our life, especially in the intimate relationships. It's one of man's greatest pains. And no matter how much you're succeeding in your life and your business and you're killing it and crushing it and a business owner and you got millions and maybe hundreds of millions, maybe even a billionaire. Doesn't mean you're happy. Doesn't mean you're fulfilled. Doesn't mean you feel free. Because the man that feels free is the man that's walking his mission and the man that has depth and intimacy in his relationships. Fully visible and able to penetrate and open the moment in all of his relationships, especially with a significant other. So, so many of you reach out to me for support and help because you're sharing that you're hurting in your relationship. You know, I'm sleeping on the sofa or I can't believe I repeated this pattern again or she tells me she's not attracted to me anymore. She loves me, but she's not in love with me. She's having an emotional affair or a physical affair or there's nothing I could do to get it right or no matter how hard I work and, and everything I do, it's not good enough. And, you know, she's always telling me she's always icy or cold or she has her walls up. How do I get through the security system? And the answer is simple for all of you. And I'm about to address a lot of questions that were submitted. The answer is always simple. It's you must learn to get yourself back. The illusion is that I want to get her back. The reality is you got to get yourself back. You have lost yourself. And in finding yourself and in becoming the real you and becoming that lighthouse, who wouldn't want to be around you? Who wouldn't want more of you? We're going to go over some questions. You know, for those of you wondering, like, where, where did I get these questions from? We have a free Facebook group and men submit questions in our questions and answers thread. And then I come on and I like to answer these questions. Plus, we get lots of comments in all of our different social media platforms from Instagram to YouTube to Facebook, you know, on our business page, on my personal page, and in our Facebook group. So we take all of these questions and we do our absolute best to serve you guys and, and provide you with some teachings 
and then always uh, responsibly give you an opportunity to come into one of our programs, whether it's this virtual workshop that's coming up or coming to one of our live four-day immersions, eventually moving on and coming into our year-long uh, inner chamber community, we will always find the right starting point for you. Let's move on. Let's go to the first question. This gentleman writes, my girlfriend and I have been together for five years. We recently lost that spark and intimacy in our relationship. We're living apart at the moment while we try to discover who we are. We both know we need to work on ourselves, but I'm having a very hard time finding myself. I've always been the rock that holds everyone down and is always strong. He means everyone together. She's frustrated because I don't show my emotions. How do I break down my walls and get out of my head? All right. Uh, thank you for submitting this question. It's, such, it's a very vulnerable share. And I think this man, like many of us, have been taught at a very young age to suck it up and be the rock and, and don't cry. And, you know, Tom Hanks saying there's no crying in baseball. Like, I mean, many of us grew up with a father figure that said stop crying. Right. So it's not safe to be vulnerable. It's not safe to feel our emotions. It's not safe to, to express all that. So we suck it up for many of us and we become the rock and we hold it all together. And next thing you know, we become a robot and we can't be felt. And we're operating just from our head, just from our mind. And that, that's usually a very toxic place to be in. You guys have heard from one of the greatest mentors out there, get in your head, you're dead. You know, we say, don't let the pirates take over the ship because you don't want to live in your head because those are where the toxic thoughts live. Those are the thoughts that are getting you to do crazy stuff in your life from affairs to drugs to even contemplating leaving this world. So what this gentleman is really saying is, how do I start feeling again? And it, it begins with that beautiful inquiry, that vulnerable type of share and awareness that I want to start feeling again. And, you know, many of us shut down our feelings and for good reasons, right? My, my younger brother, I remember the day that he stopped feeling. I remember he was in the backseat of my dad's Lexus and my dad and his mom, we come from different moms, were having an argument and it was just too much for my brother to endure. And he said, I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. He was about nine years old at the time. And what and what happened after that is he stopped crying. And he put on, you know, 200 plus pounds of insulation to not feel. So I'm sure all of you have your own personal backstory as to where you started shutting down, where you stopped feeling and where you had to turn to your mind because it's the one place you felt safe. But it's also the place that traps us, that imprisons us, and that doesn't allow us to be fully available to others, especially our significant other, whether it's your girlfriend, your fiance, your wife. So what could you do is um, get involved, you know, in something like Man on Fire, where we teach you how to connect with your emotions. We teach you how to take down your own walls. We teach you how to, how to remove the armor and start feeling like one of the guys in our community, for example, who's been with us for over a year now, he's in his, he came to us in his 70s. And he came to us because he said he wants to start feeling. You're talking about a guy since since he's a little boy, stopped feeling. He told told us this beautiful heart, heart gut-wrenching story about how he had a BB shot into his ear when he was a child. And he was screaming when the doctor was removing it. And his, his mom was making fun of him for crying. And meanwhile, he lost his hearing. And um, from that day forward, he said, I, I shut down my emotions. I had no safety in feeling. And he came to Man on Fire, our four-day immersion, to learn how to feel again because he was in a relationship with a woman and she couldn't feel him. She felt that he was in his head. And I'm told, I, I can't say that this is 100% true, but certainly there is some truth to it, that one of the great reasons a relationship will end is when, 
when the woman you're with can't feel you because when she can't feel you, she can't trust you. And when she can't trust you, she can't open to you. When she can't open to you, there's going to be no intimacy. So this is a, a beautiful opportunity. Like he started crying in our event and he, and he started laughing and crying and he found his passion again. And it just was so beautiful to celebrate watching a, a man in his early 70s wanting to still seek out growth and learn how to feel again. And so there are beautiful, you know, somatic types of therapies that are out there, you know, where you can learn how to start um, getting into your body and feeling. And, and I have mastery over teaching men how to break into their bodies and start feeling again, how to remove that armor and how to break in. And I've had beautiful, extensive training from one of my mentors for so many years, uh, Donald Epstein, just a phenomenal human being who's taught me so many beautiful gifts of how to help people break into their bodies and start feeling. And that's why we're here, right? To be human, to feel. So for this gentleman, you know, it, it, it's as simple as get involved with some, some healing arts and some communities that are going to support you in feeling again. And a great first step for you would be to, um, get registered for our July 24th reclaimherheart.com because I promise you I'll be teaching some techniques on how to start feeling again. If you can't wait that long, then get in touch with one of our coaches on our team in the comment section. Let, let us know that you need help now and we'll, we'll figure out a way to get you supported. All right, let's go on to the next question, which is, my wife of almost three years told me through a text she wants a divorce, not to fight her on her decision and to let her go. Since before we even married, I was addicted to porn, lust towards other women, and alcohol. I've lied to her through the entire relationship, never showing up as the man of God that I am. A few hours after receiving her text message, I saw her in person and took full responsibility for our troubles. I also expressed that I'm making many changes. I believe the only thing I can do at this point is to sign the papers when served. How do I let her go in a healthy, masculine way? I, I think we all could feel for you here in, in what you shared, brother. And... I think that you you would be the first to admit that it, it this didn't happen overnight. You know, for your wife to tell you through text message that she wants a divorce, um, it just it's obviously bringing illumination to how blind you had been in the marriage and how you hadn't shown up as the real full expression of yourself. And when we cheat our partner, cheat our wife out of the best version of ourself and we're not living into the fullness of the potential of who God made us to be. Please guys, just for a moment, not through the lens of blame and fault, just understand what, what does that feel like for your wife? What does that feel like for your son or for your daughter to show them that you're playing small and you know, uh, living a life of complacency or living a life of addiction? And I'm not poking fun at this and I'm not devaluing and showing lack of sensitivity I understand that these things are real, but I also understand on the flip side that if we don't get our shit together, if we don't get our life together, if we don't start stepping into with immense courage and we have to have a hunger for this to want to step into our full potential, we, we have to recognize that our life will fall apart. And sadly, 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 for most of you, it will have to come through some sort of a breakdown, maybe a divorce, being served papers. It could be a health challenge. You guys know what I'm talking about. Like if we've gotten really good at numbing out the whispers, the whisper becomes louder until you have no choice but to face what's in front of you. So for this gentleman, you know, 
if you've come to an honest admission with her and you started to, you know, bring into the into light that you recognize where you've sold her short, I can promise you it's not going to be one conversation. And if she's listening and she's talking to you, you've you've penetrated the moment open. There is an opening there. Now the question is, are you trying to get all of this off of your chest to unburden yourself or are you doing it to honor her? Because these are two different currencies. These are two different energies. And most men, when they apologize, it, what they're really saying is, please don't be mad at me so I don't have to feel like I'm, I'm worthless. As opposed to getting with the empathy and compassion of how you hurt another and the apology is all about them. It's not about you. And so for many of you, you're going to need to retrace the betrayals with your lady and start doing the cleanup work. But you got to come from here. You can't come from here, which is why I invite you guys all the time to either speaking to one of my coaches and exploring one of our, our programs, coming to our you know live workshop. It's hard to do it alone, guys. You, you need, you're going to need you know a different languaging and a different way of handling things to be thrown into a world where you're exposed to new teachings and, uh, and new vibrations and new energies to, to call you forward to becoming a better version of yourself. So for this man, I would say, listen, if it's in your heart to still be with this woman and you're ready to walk a straight line and you're ready to live a life of integrity, you're going to have to clean up your poo-poo. You're going to have to restore the integrity of yourself, restore integrity of the relationship. And you're going to have to divorce, you know, the versions of you that, that are less than who you know you can show up as and marry, marry the most congruent version of yourself and see if she wants to be married to that guy. And for those of you that are thinking it's too late, you know, my, my suggestion for that is it's only too late if you've made it solid. What if your perspective was it's never too late? What if your perspective was even if, even if we do get divorced, it's never too late for me to grow. And if in my growth it means we come back together, so be it. But if you come from the, the angle of, of shame and guilt and victimhood and I, I screwed everything up and now the situation's hopeless, I might as well jump off of a bridge. Not to, to, to lessen that, like I, I get the severity of those types of thoughts, but that's, that's not the real you. That's not, that's not you. That's the pirates talking. The real you would never harm yourself. And the real you would never harm another person. You've just been tuned into the wrong radio station for too long. And you forgot, which is why I love having you guys on workshops and my live events, because it plugs you back into that radio station of remembering who you are and waking you up, right? Get plugged back into WGOD, like God, get, get plugged back into source, to light, to rapture, to awe. We've been plugged into problems and drama and loathing and I'm not good enough and pity and shame and guilt. Like who the hell wants to be tuned into those radio stations? Like how the hell did that happen? So I'm glad that you guys come and join me. I'm here to wake all of you up. Rah, wake you up. There's a lion inside of all of you. It's been dormant. It's been sleeping. Let's wake you up. Let's get the fire back. And I, I recognize where you're at because I was there. I fell into that hypnotic state of complacency. I fell into that hypnotic state of problems and drama and complaining and victimhood. Man, that is no way to live. You're all better than that. And you know it. And I got you back. And so do the brothers in my community. All right. Let us move on. Let us move on. Another question. Ready? Here we go. My fiance of seven years left me a month ago. I knew there were little problems, 
like not taking time for her and the children, but I didn't see the hints. She started seeing another woman three weeks ago and now lives nine hours away with the kids. It's killing me inside. Every time I ask if we can work this out, she says, I gave you six years to change things and you just kept going back to your old ways. How can I show her the change when she's that far away? I love her and I just hope it's not too late. I feel for you, brother. So I'm going to give it to you straight in our community. He's in year three. He originally came to a man on fire four-day immersion. Why? I want to get her back. Who do you want to get back? I want to get back my ex-fiance. And I don't know how to do that. Why don't you know how to do that? Well, because she won't talk to me. She won't let me text her. She won't let me email her. She won't let me call her. She won't let me see her. How the hell could I get her back? All right. You guys ready for the answer? How do you do that? How do you do that if she lives halfway across the country or seven hours away or won't let you contact her? How do you get her back? How do you do that? How would Houdini pull this off? Here's the magical answer. Drum roll, please. All right. The answer is you must first get yourself back. What? Yes. You have to get you back. You can't get back anyone until you've gotten you back because if she comes back today or tomorrow and you haven't made fundamental changes and you're coming from desperation of please don't leave me and you're terrified to feel unworthy and be alone and feel unlovable, you'll fall back into the same trap even if she comes back tomorrow because you haven't found you yet, which is why I keep inviting you guys to my different programs to help you find you. Well, what if she won't talk to me. Even if I'm growing, how the hell will she know? If there's no communication, some of you are thinking, yeah, you know, there's this thing called energy and women are highly intuitive beings, sensitive creatures, so sensitive to feeling the field. I mean, they know things before you even think things. They're like bats and dolphins combined, right? Like a dolphin using his sonar, a bat using its radar, bouncing these wavelengths off of the environment, extrapolating information, and then bringing it back in and choosing appropriate behaviors. Women have their sensors out in the field. And I don't care where you live in the world and where they live, how far apart you are, they feel all of your changes. They are so plugged in, so plugged in. And as you're growing, she will know. She will know. She will feel it. And if you are meant to have more chapters written together, you will have another soul collision. You will have another opportunity. It happens every time. This is what's required. Get yourself back. Continue your path of growth. And eventually, she will know. So how did it play out? Some of you might be wondering. Engaged 11 months later. Married within a year and a half. After no contact, it's over. Don't talk to me. You're always in your head. You're always gaslighting me, steamrolling me, angry. I don't want to be with you. What do I do, David? And we told him exactly what to do. Work on you, brother. Work on yourself. Grow yourself as a man. And trust that if this is the woman that you're meant to be with, right, she'll find her way home to you. Because if you find your way home to the light, she'll find her way home to the light. Got that, guys? All right, let's move on. Well, you know, really what it comes down to is turning around and facing the lion that you've been running from your whole life, right? Finally, just face it right in the center of the storm. 
That's where the peace is. What am I saying? I'm saying we have to confront the things in our life we keep running from. And you'll see there's so many overlapping patterns here in what these guys are sharing. You know, it's, it's, it's sad what a lot of you are going through. Like, I really want to help you guys, as do many of the brothers in my, in my community, probably all of them. All right. My fiance and I are separated. We were together for eight years before I asked her to marry me. We had relationship problems before, and she thinks that I gave her a ring to fix our problems, which is not true at all. She asked me to give her space, which means I'm sleeping in the guest room in the house. I know I'm at fault for most of this. I did not support her last year while she was in nursing school. I was too worried about myself and my career and didn't make her a priority. I'm completely lost right now. I feel like I lost everything I worked so hard for. What should I do? All right. Thank you for sharing this, brother. Well, you're going to have to do what I've been sharing all along. You're going to have to really work hard on getting yourself back. You see, most of us men, we don't feel like we're good enough until we have certain things in our life. Maybe it's the bigger house. Maybe it's the, the woman by our side. Maybe it's the nicer car. Maybe it's the higher paying job. Maybe it's the jewelry. Who knows? The point is, is that we at some point as a man have to cut the cord of external validations to feel valuable. We have to find our own self-worth and learn how to cut the cords of codependency, meaning our joy and our happiness and our freedom and our fulfillment shouldn't be externally sourced. So many of you, many of you come from a place of desperation. How do I get her back? How do I get her back? And really, I, I keep inviting you guys to please put, put her to the side for a moment. It's less about getting her back and it's more about where have you been? And have you ever been? Have you ever been really you? Have you ever actually really, truly invested in growing yourself as a man? I mean, you want to get better at basketball, you play all the time. You want to get better at golf, you play all the time. You want to learn how to make money in the market or in crypto, you study all the time. You want to be a better lover and you want to be a better husband, you got to learn from experts and masters of how to do that. So many of you haven't really made that true, honest commitment to want to grow yourself. And so you just coast through life until something falls apart. And many of you are like, what the hell happened? What happened was you were asleep and now you were forced to wake up. Now the question is, do you want to go back to bed or do you want to continue to, to wake up? So for those of you that want to continue to wake up, man on fire is definitely for you. Or perhaps there's another program that's right for you. But at least if it's a program that's going to help you continue to wake up and be more the real you, then do it. Get involved with something that's going to shake you and wake you and help you rise and help you live into the passion and power and purpose of who you were born to be. But I can't truly tell you that Man on Fire is the right program for you. We could only tell you what we're about. You could have an honest conversation with one of our coaches and together the two of you can explore and decide together if this is the right fit. We have multiple entry points from workshops that are as low as $47, free Facebook group, all the way up to 6K coaching. But there's an entry point. The entry point is your willingness to want to grow as a man and get support. So for this gentleman, it's the same thing. It's, it's really your, your willingness to want to have your blind spots illuminated and for you to 
clean up the mess that you might have made in your relationship. And guys, for those of you tuning in late right now, I, I promise I'll say this every every time you hear me on videos. Nothing that I'm saying is geared towards blaming or faulting. It's not her fault. It's not her to blame and it's not your fault and you're not to blame. You can't live and win in a world of blame and fault. Both parties lose. It's not about blame. It's not about fault. So, so what is it about? Oh, well, how is it not my fault? How is it my fault if she cheated? Again, it's not about blame and fault. It's about your humble desire and hunger to want to take conscious ownership and responsibility as to where in your life have you been selling yourself short of your true nature and your true potential and therefore anyone involved in you in any form of intimate way from children to friends to your partner in life of course they're going to be sold short if you're not walking in full alignment with who you are which is what begins a man's journey for growth because things will naturally fall apart in your life when you're not living into coherence and integrity with who you are so you guys keep falling into the trap of i got to get her back and i'm keep telling you no you don't you got to get yourself back you must get yourself back. And for those of you that want to get yourself back as it relates to you in a relationship, get registered. We made the barrier to entry so simple. Even if you're, you're jobless right now, we made it so effortless for you guys to join. So get registered. Learn how to reclaim her heart and learn how to get yourself back. All right, let's move on to a few more questions. Here we go. This gentleman writes, should I even try since she wants to see someone else? I mean, this... This is exactly why you got to come to one of my programs because th this way of defeated thinking is the immature masculine. No offense to this gentleman. No offense whatsoever. But this, where do you learn to think this way? Who are you hanging out with that this is your reality? Should I even try? Said differently, I'm afraid to go all in because if I fail, I'm afraid to feel worthless. Well, you're either all in or you're not in at all. So I can promise you, if you don't go all in, that is where your pain is coming from. So the gift is if you go all in, even if you don't get her back, at least you started getting a piece of you back. So for this gentleman that wrote that, like who cares if she's seeing someone else? Put your ego and your pride to the side and start stepping into the congruence of who you are. Shine your light so bright and if she wants to come back to the light, she'll find her way back to you. Or you can go into your victimhood and should I even try? No, you shouldn't. Try. Of course you should you should commit, right? You guys have heard Big Tony talk about get rid of the word try because it basically means you're not going to do it. Give that, give that up. How about I fully commit to living an inspired and empowered life and shining my light more fully so others can find their light? How about that as a commitment? You want to learn how to do that? If you don't have somebody in your life right now teaching you that, great. Get registered for my workshop. I promise you I'll start to show you how to do that. And, and just to let you guys know, nothing that I'm doing with you guys is going to be a quick fix. Nothing is a magical pill, potion, lotion, or genie. Don't Please don't come to one of my workshops or join one of our coaching programs or come to my live four-day immersion if you want to be fixed or if you want uh, you know, everything to just change overnight. Like That is not real. Because as quickly as you had a breakthrough is as quickly as you'll most likely fall. 
This is for the man that is ready to really take a deeper journey with himself into his growth. That is the man that I want to work with, just so I'm clear. I want the men that are willing to roll up their sleeves, get in the trenches, get dirty, get muddy. Let's get primal. Let's be in our hearts. Let's get grounded. Let's get back to our intuitive guidance. Let's get back to our relationship with source, our creator, God. That's who I want to work with. If that's you, let us know. Let us know you're ready to grow. And we'll have someone from our community reach out to you. And he'll have a real conversation with you to see if that's true. All right, let's move on to the next question. There's a few more here. This gentleman writes, I'm recovering from a stem transplant from my fifth relapse of a rare form of brain cancer. Sorry, brother. This September will be 17 years after only given two years to live. Way to beat the odds, bro. My girlfriend and I have been dating for almost four years, and I knew I was going to spend the rest of my life with her on the second date. We're only dating for one year when I had my fifth relapse, and she was nothing short of a rock star. Unfortunately, I've been so dependent on her that we went from a man-woman relationship to a mother-child relationship. How do I approach this? Such a beautiful question, and, and we're all praying for you to continue to have more vibrancy. And clearly, you already have a formula the man who submitted this of how to get well and be vibrant and be alive because you beat the odds and you beat the percentages and you beat your prognosis. So you, you need to take a look at your life of who was that guy? Who was that guy? What type of hunger did he have? What type of motivation did he have? What was his view on life? What was his relationship to God? Let's, let's get back to being that guy, right? This whole discussion that I'm having with you guys is always about coming back to the light, coming back to the remembrance, the portal of remembrance of who you really are. And, all of Man on Fire programs are to support you in starting to live into greater coherence with who you truly are as a man. That's what we want for you guys. So for this this brother, um, I don't have enough information, by the way, from what you shared because I'm not really clear on are you in and out of the hospital and she's been nurturing you because you, you could still be nurtured where you're in your masculine and she's in her feminine and it's not a dynamic of mother-son. You can still own your power even when you're feeling weak. Uh, there are men that are that are quadriplegic or paraplegic, that are in wheelchairs, um, that are totally in their power, totally in their masculine. A beautiful movie that demonstrates this is a Bone Collector with Denzel Washington. Right, big shout out to Denzel for the movie Man on Fire. Okay, because in that movie he only had use at one point of one of his fingers, and he still in was in his masculine. And he still was the man, and he still ended up attracting a beautiful woman. So you will have to see how you allowed the dynamic to switch into a mother-son relationship and start to take your power back within that by first bringing it to light, letting her know that you've seen what you're seeing what's happening and that she deserves better from you and that you plan on cleaning that up and cutting the cord of codependency, that you fell into an unconscious trap and that you're seeking to um, pull yourself out of that because she deserves more and you know that you're better than that. Right? It's not my languaging. It's the congruence of how you deliver your message. I'm giving you the, the context of what needs to be created within the conversation. All right, bro? We're, we're all praying for you, man. You got this. All right. I think we got one more question to address and then we're going to call it. 
this gentleman writes, uh, I'm at a point in my life that I need to change. I want to change. I cannot do this alone. Good for you. I couldn't do it alone either. I don't feel passionate anymore. I'm not as romantic as I once was, and I have become very selfish. Beautiful honesty. That's, that's a good first step. I've turned to pain management through drinking and drugs, and I have started to lie and hide it from my girlfriend who wants to marry me. I want to marry her, but I feel like I don't deserve her. How do I make sure I'm the right man? I want to be better for her. She deserves so much more. Yeah, beautiful, 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 beautiful. Um, honest admission. You guys know this. Uh, you know, the truth shall set you free. A lot of you have the story that if I, if I were to come clean, um, she'll leave. And, and it's possible. She might, right? She might. But at least you honored her by telling the truth. At least you honored her by telling the truth. And that takes a, that takes a lot of courage. And um, I encourage every man to eventually take that route. You know, where there's a, where I'm hesitant is for some of you that are so terrified to, to speak the truth that you, you might be playing with the notion that um, you should harm yourself or you should leave this world as an, as a viable option. And that, you know, if that's the case, you need to reach out for professional help because that you shouldn't be thinking that way. Those are not, healthy thoughts. They're not even your thoughts, but you borrow them and now they feel very real for you. But if you feel that you have the courage and you have the support structures in place to support you in standing in your truth, that is how she'll be free and that is how you'll be free. And then all the chips are on the table. Because when we withhold things, which I, I call withholding as a form of lying, when we withhold the truth, we're selling that person short. And there's a dissonance. There's, there's something in the space between you and that person that it's hard to penetrate. And what ends up happening for a lot of us as men is we inadvertently start judging our partner when we've become out of integrity with ourselves. We, we project and we name and we blame and we shame and we judge and we project onto them and we nitpick. Well, I'm not attracted to her. Oh, she's too this. Yeah, I wish her hips were more this way. I wish she had bigger this. Like, and we do this because we don't want to look in the mirror. We're afraid to look at our own stuff. We're afraid to let people know, hey, I have a dark side. Hey, there's a part of me that's a fraud. There's a part of me that's a liar. There's a part of me that's a fake. There's a part of me that's a phony. We're terrified to admit that. That's scary for a lot of guys. In, in our culture of men, we do everything in our power to support you, to come into that honest admission. And you do that, you, you're honoring the soul of another human being. So you, you allow your partner to trust in her intuitive guidance system, right? I, I, something tells me you've been cheating. No, I swear to God. Why would you think that? That's ridiculous. Like, that's a disservice to not allow your partner to trust in her internal guidance system when you're not being forthright. And you have to look at why. And for most of you, it's because I'm terrified that if I come clean, she'll withdraw her love. And that's a very scary feeling for most of us. I, I don't take that lightly. It's terrifying. But do you want to live? Do you want to live that way as a man? And, you know, for those of you that are that are ready to face that type of stuff in your life, I would say give strong consideration to joining one of our programs and and learn how to build the courage uh, and the conviction and the power to want to come clean in your life because it says it right in the Bible, the truth shall set you free. All right, guys, that, that is, that's the last question that I'm addressing. All right, with so much love and so much gratitude to each and every one of you, Thank you for you know giving me your presence and being a part of my vision that I have for the world, a part of my mission and my very purpose. 
It's with so much love and so much gratitude that I, I thank you and I look forward to seeing you guys. David Mailer, Man on Fire Mentor. Much love, guys. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to click subscribe so you never miss an episode. Then share with your friends and leave us a raving review. To connect with David, you can find him at www.manonfirerising.com or on Facebook. We'll see you next week for another episode of the Man on Fire Rising podcast with David Mailer.